Welcome to the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast, covering agriculture and all things related in East Carroll, Madison, Tinsall, Concordia, and Catahoula Parishes. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Louisiana Delta Crops Podcast. Uh, I'm joined this morning with uh, Mr. Dennis Burns, Mr. Bruce Gardner, and we have Dr. Lisa Folks with us. Uh, and we're going to be talking about the upcoming soil. Help me out, Dr. Folks, the official name on it, the soil contribution, soil sorry. health. It's actually, it's the Southern Cover Crop Conference. There we go. I'm sorry. No problem. I, I'll do right. a soil health meeting, too, if you want. <laughs> well, and like I said, it's kind of cold and crisp up here in North Louisiana this morning while we're doing that, so we're all kind of slow but lisa i'm gonna turn it over to you and kind of tell us what it is what's going on and uh then we'll go from there fantastic thank you um so we are hosting and by we i mean the lsu ag center is hosting the third southern cover crop conference this was a meeting that was started in 2016 um which also was initiating the southern cover crop council uh it's a group of people from 14 states and two territories that come together and just try to talk about cover crops and how to make them work in southern um, southern United States. And so we are inviting everyone to come down February 14th and 15th to Baton Rouge um, for a two-day conference. Um, we've brought in speakers from all over the region to talk about things like beginning cover crops, uh, using cover crops for grazing, um, whether what kind of cover crops to use. Soil health will be one of the components that we're talking about. Um, and then, uh, what else do we got going on? Oh, one of the big things we're doing this year that's kind of new is we are going to have producer panels where we've got two to three producers coming in to talk about cover crops and their systems, whether it's in row crops, grazing, or in specialty crops or horticultural crops. Uh, and then part of the second day, we're actually going to be at the station there in Baton Rouge, um, doing demos out in the field for a couple of different things, looking at different variety trials, some different equipment. Um, I actually have a company who's wanting to come in and do some demos of work that they've done from South Korea. So um, got a lot of different things going on uh, those two days. All right. Uh, she fired yeah. one question for me, okay? Okay. I, I'm I'm a big fan of cover crops and row crop in, in, in the row crop situation. We've seen a lot of advantages from it. But when you said cover crops for pastures, that one just kind of always tripped me up because I reckon I'm thinking in terms we're continuously keeping a grass on there, you know, erosion control with that. What what else are they doing for as the cover crops and pastures? I reckon just spurred uh, well, my interest. Yeah, some of them are doing it just to keep something grazing, but get a little diversity of winter annuals over um, those colder months. Uh, worked with a couple of producers who were doing that. Um, some of them, we actually have a producer who's working with his neighboring sugarcane farmers, and they're actually going in in the winter and putting in some covers, using that for ground protection, but also grazing animals that he's got that run in between sugarcane fields. Um, and, and a lot of it is controlling what you're grazing so that you're taking some of it, but you're also leaving some of the biomass behind. So you still get that benefit of the cover crop, but you're also getting some grazing out of it. And we've seen um, working with a couple of different producers, benefits to um, soil organic matter, um, 
microbial community, nutrient turnover in particular, things like phosphorus and nitrogen. So they do bring some benefits that we don't necessarily, aren't necessarily as obvious um, with potentially giving you some um, grazing options as well. Uh, but okay. that's what people are going to be talking about at the meeting, hopefully. So. Okay. I'm just thinking, I reckon in my mind, I'm thinking oh, cover yeah. crops for erosion and possible, you know, helping with compaction in, in row crop situations, but oh, cattle absolutely. walking on it, they're always compacting. So. Yeah, well, and that's, and, um, you know, but they also are leaving behind um, their waste products. They're helping yeah. to turn over some of that nutrient, too. But it, it is definitely one of those subjects where it's harder to find subject matter experts because you don't necessarily think of um, and don't always call them cover crops in a grazing system. A lot of times we'll refer to them as winter annuals, um, okay. something that goes in there. So, you know, a little bit different name, but some of the similar outcomes. Yeah, that's sort of what's coming into my mind. It's the same thing with just putting a little different name on it yep. and <laughs> to get the same results. But that's good. Okay, I've always heard this, and I just had to ask somebody. Sorry. Oh, no, no problem. I'm happy to do it. Uh, Lisa, I, don't, I may have missed it, but which hotel is this going to be at? This is going to be at the Renaissance in Baton Rouge. Um, and we actually do have a website. I can get you guys that, that website. It has information about hotels. Uh, registration and all of that. Um, it also has our agenda and we're working on getting all of our speakers listed um, so that you get an idea of who's going to be there. Um, but all that information is available um, there. You can also just go to the Southern Cover Crop Conference webpage um, and they have mm -hmm. a, a drop down menu for meetings um, and that'll take you to the website as well. Okay. Well, just and well, yeah. you send it to us, and we'll put it out on all okay. our Twitter and whatever else we yeah. got. We'll put it. We'll put it out on, and, uh, and we'll Instagram it or something. And uh, yeah, we do have. I do want to put out there. We do have some scholarships for producers. So if producers are considering whether or not they'll be able to come, uh, we are offering to cover registration for the first fifty or so producers. As all they have to do is go and fill out a form. Um, and as long as they're in that first group, we'll get them the, the registration code. Uh, and I don't know right now that many people have taken advantage of that option. So if that's something that people are considering, um, yeah, please let us go ahead and fill out that form and we'll, we'll get you that as soon as we can. Yeah, go ahead and send that. If you'll go ahead and email that to us, we'll send something out oh, just <laughs> over our local it's producer actually email. a link on the website right under registration. There's a link for the farmer scholarships. How much does it cost? Uh, well, we uh, we just passed our early registration date, so registration is two hundred and seventy dollars for regular registration, and then for student registration, I think we're looking at one hundred and seventy. Um, so uh, it could be a, a pretty substantial um, improvement to to get that farmer uh, scholarship. Okay. All right. Um, what you gonna look at out at, at uh, when you go on farm? What are you gonna look at? So we've got some land, land that we just planted in like cereal rye and some hairy vetch. We've got a few people who will be bringing us equipment to demonstrate how that'll work. Um, and then we put in variety trials, about 20 different types of cover crops that are used around the, the entire Southern region to give people a chance to look at them. Um, and then I um, have a couple of people from horticulture who are going to be putting in some demos looking at using cover crops in 
pardon me, small gardens or also just in specialty crop situations and how those can be beneficial. I think there's going to be some carrots going in at some point um, early in the year. Dr. Brenda Tubana has a trial that she's had on the, the central station for about four or five years now, looking at different seeding dates for cover crops, excuse me, and uh, treatments um, for best management practices that we'll be visiting. Uh, we're going to have a couple people doing drone flights, doing measurements for things like biomass production from the cover crops. So we're hoping to have a good variety. It is self um, interest. You get to walk through, pick the ones you're interested in, um, and and visit those. We're not going to make pe people go around to all the different ones, um, but there will be some opportunities to see some of the different work that we've got going on. Great. Sounds, sounds great. Uh, just curious, mm -hmm. you said 14 states and two territories. Is that like along the, 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 the southern coast or? So it pretty much goes Oklahoma through Texas and up into North Carolina and across um, all those states. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, yeah. So it's the that whole area there. And then I think it's the Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico are mm -hmm. two wow. territories that are part of that as well. Um, and and on the board, we have representatives from most of those areas, at least one, plus people from produce production backgrounds, uh, uh, the government, um, non uh, in commodity boards, that kind of thing. So, you know, we're trying to to uh, address a lot of the questions from a lot of different um, interest groups. Yeah, because when you name those off, that's quite a diverse different landscape, mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma, Texas, across to North yeah. Carolina and down in, the, you know, the, the Virgin Islands and stuff. So yeah, that's a yeah, would be, uh, uh, like two, three or four different countries working there in a way. Yeah. Okay, Dennis, you got your hand up. We'll recognize you. I'm I'm being polite. I raised my hand so I can talk. <laughs> hey, what you said something about producer panels, which producer panels are great because that's actually, mm -hmm. you know, they're using this stuff on on their farms. Exactly. Any, who you got any from Louisiana? Um, we've got one, Marnie Ernst was on oh, the yeah. list to come and do a yeah. presentation. Um, and then we've got a couple, one from Oklahoma that we're trying to get a agreed uh one or two from alabama and a couple from florida um and they're the ones that we wanted the most but also are sometimes the hardest to get because they've just got so much on their plates that mm -hmm. knowing where they're going to be february 14th is not always easy to do um so but but yeah it was something i really pushed for for this one we hadn't done these in the past but it's been something that everyone has been very interested in is really talking to the people who are doing this not in a research perspective but how they manage this stuff on their field what worked for them what didn't work for them and why they continue to keep going with it when it didn't work so yeah. well producer panels are always good i mean they're yeah. they're real good we had the you know, soybean meeting a week or so ago and we had a producer panel and it was great mm -hmm. yeah so, they're always uh, my best attended for any meetings that i do so yeah so. all right bruce you got anything Arnold keeps reading my notes. Yeah. 
every every question I I, I jot down while, while somebody's speaking, he he always <laughs> asks them before I get a chance to to ask them. So I'm I'm going to start turning my camera off and hoping <laughs> that he won't ask questions. <laughs> Well, well, you, you know, know, sometimes when I get my mouth in gear, I don't know when to shut it up. <laughs> well, well, we're just we're just here. I mean, this is just the way we are. Just you know, it uh, is. Yeah. I will say this. I told this somebody the other day. We we're talking about the podcast that uh, since we've done teams since COVID, and we've had to do teams. It actually has worked out it's a whole lot better than when we used to do it on the phone, where you had to. There was always a pause to see who was going to say something next. Yeah. Now we can raise our hand. We're mostly polite. Yeah. You're a lot nicer than a lot of people I do the meetings with. Most of the time, they don't even pause. <laughs> well, we didn't well, do that too, but we, we were, well, when we got started, we just had cell phone and two little old mics or three little old, some, we had right. a bunch of little mics and we got, that's how we got started. So, and, now and we, we did, care. we did the, uh, the first time we ever tweeted something live was at the Soil Health Field Day here oh, yeah. in Northeast. Yeah. And that, that one, one thing I was going to ask Lisa is, is kind of looking forward, um, and, and it may not be in her wheelhouse, but I and it may be it may be in James Hendricks' wheelhouse, but I and she may get this question a lot because we get a lot, you know, work toward getting our rates. Um, for, for for cover crops, plant seeding yeah. rates for cover crops. Is that, is, and I know from state to state, it's going to be different. Um, is there going to be any kind of discussions on on seeding rates and, and, and the like? Because I know that's a question I get from producers uh, almost every time I open my mouth to say cover crop. <laughs> it's the, the next question is seeding rates. Yeah. So, I mean, is that something I know, like I know James Hendricks has been doing a lot of work with yeah. seeding rates and, and mixtures and blends um but for the conference is that something that y'all be talking about it'll probably be coming up um in particular one of the things that the, the um, board has been working on is a recommendation tool where we've been incorporating the, the differences in seeding rates that we've all observed um, for different cover crops um, so i anticipate that it will i don't know exactly what people but we do have two sessions on like selecting cover crops, cover crops for beginners, managing cover crops. So there's a lot of different places where that would definitely fit in. Um, and if it doesn't, there's opportunities for questions for people to throw that out there and be like, so what's going on with these seeding rates? Because we have been, I've been working with James very closely on this and we've definitely um, seen where we can make some changes um, to, to, to best manage those and, and, and not break the bank and that kind of thing. So I don't know for sure that somebody will talk about it. I anticipate they will because it is such a big part of managing cover crops. Um, but there's always opportunities for those questions as well. Yeah, sounds like a good conference. Yeah, we're hopeful. We uh, we spiked up to about 80 people registered yesterday. So well, actually about 95. In the wow. past, we've had about 300, 350, but. With you know the way travel has changed so much for people, um, it's just a little harder sometimes. Are y'all gonna record the the presentations? That is our goal. Um, is to try and if we can't record all of them, at least record some because the way the meeting is set up, there will be three sessions running concurrently, and we will repeat those sessions. But that there'll be basically um, 
three different sessions going on each time. So for a total of nine and, and the logistics of that sometimes may get a little bit hairy. Yeah. So, Well, I just, I ask this because I know yeah. cotton and rice has done it and I've gone back and watched presentations. You couldn't see because you just, you yeah. know, you were pick and Absolutely. choose. And then the belt wide. So. Yeah. And see the belt wide is also doing it. And, um, Beltwide and Ag Expo, Bruce, your timing is exquisite yeah. there. Beltwide and Ag Expo are the same week this year. So, which I don't know why wow. that is, but anyway, uh, but you can go back and watch the presentation. So. Yeah, that is, that's one of our goals. We're just working out the logistics of how that would work and everything. So, um, we'll see. All right. Well, good deal. Any more questions, comments? Lisa, would you give us a reminder of the dates before we finish? We are hosting the Southern Cover Crop Conference on February 14th and 15th. It'll start at about 7.30 in the morning on the 14th and run through the afternoon of the 15th. All right. And it's at the Renaissance Hotel in Baton Rouge. It's at the Renaissance Hotel in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Okay. And you're going to send us some stuff. I flyers and we allow flyers and the websites and all that and it'll have all the links to the different pages and everything okay all, all right. right well thank of you course, guys if so anyone's much. interested they can always call dennis bruce myself you uh yep. they're on lsu campus and uh we'll fill them in fantastic well thank you so much for inviting me here today thank all you right. thank, thank you. you all right all right before we leave uh I think we got some updates we want to touch on. Uh, yeah, we got <clears throat> we got the excuse me, <clears throat> got a frog in my throat this morning. Um, we've got the tri-state soybean forum coming up uh, January sixth uh, this year. Arkansas is hosting it. It's up at, in Dumas at the Dumas Community Center. Um, always a really good uh, set of topics to discuss. This year um, we're looking at soil fertility and potash with the potash calculator that's going to be looked at. Um, irrigation efficiency and soil moisture sensors, uh, soybean marketing strategies, which I say that with a tongue in cheek. Um, it's it, they're actually going to talk about it. I I, I I I venture to say it could be um a, a tough a tough um, presentation to give. Uh, see and spray application technology, uh, root knot nematode management, taproot decline management, um, updates from the state soybean specialists from from Louisiana, Arkansas, Mississippi. And then the uh, USB uh, promotional board update from from United Soybean. Uh, always a good good meeting. Uh, like I said, this year is going to be hosted up in up in Dumas at the Dumas Community Center. Uh, starts eight o'clock, runs to about twelve fifteen. Um, they usually serve a lunch, so it's a you know if somebody's got something. You know, that's pr usually a pretty good time of the year. Uh, I know the last time Dumas hosted. It snowed on the way back, so I mean that's you know it's not it's not too far up in Arkansas, but you know uh, it doesn't take much to make Louisiana folks get squirrely, and a few flakes of snow on the ground usually makes people panic. So uh, that's coming up, and then after that, uh, we've got the Ag, Ag Expos coming up in West Monroe at the Ike. Uh, that'll be uh, January thirteenth and fourteenth. I get my date straight. Um, we'll have some more information about Ag Expo coming up. I think we may we may talk about it uh, in a podcast coming up about what what's going on at Ag Expo and 
where where you can get tickets and when and where and all the good things about about Ag Expo. But that's the that's the two things that that I know of coming up. Uh, y'all got any any other? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, ahead. Dennis. Okay, the Digital Ag Conference is will be January the 18th. It's at uh, Dean Lee Research Station in Alexandria. It's at the EVAC Center down there, that big uh, evacuation center uh, they have there. We've got uh, a bunch of different, it's going to be very producer oriented this year. We're uh, doing it in cooperation with or the Fletcher Community College down in Homa and, or Thibodeau. I don't forget where it's at, but it's, anyway, it's down there. Um, and so we're getting, bringing in sugarcane. We'll have sugarcane rice, all the row crops, you know, up here will be represented. We'll be talking about them. We also have, uh, a producer panel of some producers, row crop and sugarcane rice that we'll be talking, giving their experiences. And we'll have some vendors down there giving presentations on what they're doing. And some of their products. Uh, and then we have the cotton, National Cotton and Rice Conference, which is in Baton Rouge this year. It's January the 31st to Feb February the 1st. And uh, it's at the Crown Plaza in Baton Rouge. It's all, that's always a real good meeting. Uh, so, but anyway, we'll, we'll keep reminding you. We just, it's, it's January's time to have meetings, learn, go and learn some things. You know? It's meeting season. It yep. is. And I'm on plug one, January the 24th at nine o'clock. I'll have private applicator recertification meeting here in uh, Tallulah. If anybody needs one in the state of Louisiana, come on and, and get it. We'll be there. RL's the overachiever, and he's already set his dates for his pesticide recertification. You got it. Well, I hadn't done I'm, mine yet. Mine's coming up, guys. I, I'll, I'll put it out. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, I mentioned this in our last podcast. Uh, we're recording this on uh, December the 16th. Uh, tomorrow will be the 17th, one week from Christmas Eve. Guys, if you remember, if you if y'all are regular listeners, uh, first part of the month, I said, you know, you got a month till Christmas. You better get Christmas shopping done. Well, here we are. We're down to about a week. Um, and, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Um, because I have, as my wife has slipped into my office, um, I can honestly say I have not done any Christmas shopping yet. So if, if you hear about a, a broke down county agent being found <laughs> on the side of the road, froze to death in the great reaches of North Louisiana, uh, it would be because I forgot to get my wife a Christmas present. So I would, I would encourage you guys, um, get your wife Christmas presents and for the wives that are listening, uh, think shotguns and fly rods. Well, Bruce, but you were talking earlier. I thought you bought her a boat. <laughs> well, to, to, to hear me tell it, I bought I bought a boat for me, her, and my grandson. So uh, you know, the and she, but I think she called me out on it the other day. She said he used that as an excuse that he bought the boat for us for the for the grandchild and me. She said, but. We know the truth. So, I mean, I, I got well, nothing over on her. You know, well, I mean, and I'm sure that you got that background. We can't see her in there, but I'm sure that 
if she's probably getting ready to throw something at you, you know, or throw something at the mod or us talking about, you know, she don't want to be on the podcast, you know. I mean, if you hear this I mean, great crashing noise, you'll know that she got me. Or hear uh, me running around the office yelling. <laughs> oh, All right. Is there anything else we need to cover before we get out of here? I think that's it. I Merry think Christmas we got Bruce in enough trouble. Yeah. Lisa, again, we thank you for joining us, bringing us an update. Dennis, Bruce, thank y'all for joining us. And Bruce, we hope you're around to join us again later. Uh, with that, I'm going to say goodbye. Thank y'all. And y'all be safe for the Christmas holidays and enjoy yourself. And remember the reason for the season. And let's go on. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. All right. Y'all have a Merry Christmas. The Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast is produced by the LSU Ag Center Extension Service. For more information, visit the LSUAgCenter.com or contact your local extension office.